she is hard. Her voice screams callous and her touch raw. You think she doesn't care, but she does and she always has. You mistook her tenacity for bitch. She is quick. She can time travel like you've never seen before. You saw her tomorrow and didn't realize because you were stuck in yesterday. You mistook her forward thinking for Detro. She is quiet. Her silence scares you because it makes you unsure of yourself. She compels you to swallow and taste your vices. You mistook her composure for judgment. She is vital. Her urgency in this room is undeniable. Your rejection of it only ensures that her visit maintains. You mistook her necessity for oppression. She is unseen. If you had to guess, she would be everywhere and nowhere. Her body is not contained to the visible realm. You mistook her presence for absence. She is radical. Her mind is bottomless, but not like oceans, bottomless like black history and panther bullets. You mistook her revolutionary for hostility. She is secure. Her ego suffocates her inner zealous. You wonder who could be that home. You mistook her confidence for hubris. She is sweet. She is diligent. She is imperfect. She is voice. She is ready. She is now and then. If you asked her why she is always misunderstood, why she is a giver even when we are takers, she would tell you it is because she is a leader. Our youth today who's struggling with COVID-19, we have not forgot about you. I know we've always been addressing the parents and the adults and people who are not working right now. And we're not thinking about the youth and what their struggle is. I mean, children are not used to being home all day. They're actually used to getting outside and following a schedule and, you know, having gym and, you know, talking to their friends and laughing. And this is a time where kids are depressed. They're, they're being homeschooled. They're at home with their parents all day who usually don't have the training uh, to teach their kids uh, in a way that their kids are used to learning. Uh, besides the fact of just the emotional support, there's a lot of parents that's just frustrated in the fact that they have to do homeschooling with their kids. Um, and I think we're forgetting that kids are, they, they have feelings too. They have emotions too. Maybe they're not paying the bills. Maybe they don't have to figure out where the next meal is going to come from, but they have their own emotional distraught feelings that they are facing today. And we can't negate from that. And we can't, we can't act like it's not happening. They're just as frustrated as we are. And I really think this is a time that we should be sitting down with our children and we should be open and candid and honest with them. This is a time to tell our children that we're scared too. And it's okay for them to feel scared. It's okay for them to feel frustrated. It's okay for them to worry about, am I going to ever go back to school? These are conversations that we could have with our children without overwhelming them. But to let them know that they have the support that they need. Right now, I, I'm hearing from a lot of my friends who have children, the kids are frustrated. I mean, last week or even the week before, because my son is on spring break, it was fun and exciting because it's like, okay, I'm on spring break, but now it's, you know what? I got to get back to school and it's not going to be how it used to be. I'm not going into school. I'm not going into a classroom. I'm actually doing school from my home, from my living room or dining room table. 
That's weird. That's a shift that no one was expecting. And it's a shift that they can't even wrap their minds around. So it's very important for us, I know, as adults who's going through this horrible experience, this is a time that we have to show up for our kids because they are watching us. They're watching how we handle adversity. They're watching how we're handling our stress. They're watching how uh, how emotional we are during the day. They're watching what we are doing with our time. This is a time that we can try our best to control the narrative of what our kids see and how our kids see us. Because we can't possibly tell our kids to keep their emotions in check and to act right and behave when we're lashing out and we're upset. We have to really allow people right now with this COVID-19 to let them be where they are. They're gonna have moments in the day of disruption anxiety, yelling, screaming, being annoyed. We have to allow each other, especially our kids, to go through those emotions because they're not used to this environment. They are used to being in a school setting with children, with a teacher that they have a different a different form of respect for. Our children respect us, but not in the same way that they respect our teachers. So just as a lot of parents are saying, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to start being a teacher. No, guess what? For the next few months, you you are going to have to be your son's teacher because they're not in the set or your daughter's t- uh, teacher. They're not in a setting that they're used to. So we have to make it as comfortable as possible for our children. We have to try our best to make it as normal as possible for our children. We really should have our home during school hours set up as a school, which is their books on the desk, their table, their their pencils on the table. Uh, they should not be eating uh, during class. There should be a lunch time that is set during the day for them to have lunch. They should not be running back and forth to the bathroom every five minutes because that would not be happening in school. We have to do certain things that is their norm to make it norm for them to normalize it in their mind that, okay, I may not physically be in school, but it's still school hours and this is a school session that I'm having. The moment that we could get this in, under control in that way, I promise you, the kids will feel different, the parents will feel different, there'll be less stress, there will be less anxiety. We also want to make it a little bit fun. So for me, it's like setting up the uh, living room table with all of, you know, Jackson's things. He's got his laptop. You know, I have some fresh flowers going on. I make sure or uh, his dad makes sure that they have a big breakfast in the morning. Let's try to keep the norm but let's make this setup for them really like a school, like a classroom. Uh, I'm Some of us live in apartments. Some of us uh, live in homes or houses, whatever, wherever you live. Use what you got to make it work. That's all you can do. Um, I just feel I hear a lot of this on social media and I've been reading a lot of this. Like parents are just up in arms with this. Well, guess what? You're not the only one up in arms. The children is up in arms as well. Just as much as you don't want to see your children all day, guess what? They don't want to see you all day either. You really think your kids got up this morning and say, you know what? I'm going to spend the whole day with my mom. Listen, I have a teenage child. He does not want to see my face, okay? He barely wants to see my face when he comes in from school and from sports. So I definitely know for the next 24 hours a day, he doesn't want to see my face. So the least I can do is have some 
empathy, some compassion, some understanding that he misses his friends, he misses the social environment, he misses his teachers, and the last thing he wants to do is hear me yelling, screaming, complaining about seeing his face. This is a time that we have to be understanding to each other's emotions and feelings. And I, I, you know, I found myself getting a little frustrated with the kids and I'm going to be candid and honest and I felt overwhelmed and I just really had to come downstairs and check myself and say, Andrea, get a hold of yourself and get a grip. These kids are so much younger than you. You're the adult. You have to remain in control. And if you feel that you need to lash out or you're upset, you need to go in a corner and take a moment to gather your thoughts and gather yourself together because your children are looking at you for guidance. They're looking at you on how you are dealing with adversity. And if you are out here wilding out, what do you think they're going to do when it's time for them to face adversity? They're going to handle it the same way. And I definitely know it's easier said than done because none of us in our lifetime has faced a COVID-19 in this capacity where the government has shut down everything. This is new to us. And so as I go through these, these emotions with myself or these experiences with my family and with my children, I'm sharing it with you. Maybe something I share with you will enlighten you or give you an aha moment. I don't know. But I just figured, why not? We're all in this together, aren't we? Um, at least I think we are. We're all having the same experiences. We're all having the same anxieties. You know, here I am. I just started a business and uh, a year ago, and, well, not even under a year ago, and I had these plans of my memoir coming out, and I had all these plans, I made all these financial investments, and the truth of the matter is now everything has shut down. Guess what? Everyone is going through the same emotions. I'm going through the emotions. Do I go back into finance? Do I get a job? I'm scared. Listen, it's okay to feel that way. It's also okay okay to feel that if you guys started something last year like I did and this year it didn't go as planned and you feel like you failed, guess what? You have not failed. You did not fail. And as I told my children, mommy is not a failure. I had no idea that this epidemic would be coming and hitting our country in this way. You know, who knew that, you know, Wall Street would be tumbling the way it's tumbling and the market would be tumbling. You couldn't make this stuff up. But the truth of the matter is that is life. Life throws us curveballs. Adversity face all of us and we never know when it's going to come. But I tell you, it's not really the fall. It's how you rise from the fall. And all of us is going to rise from this. All of us is going to take a lesson from what we have learned, lessons from our friends, lessons from the government. We're all taking lessons. We're all taking notes. And all I can tell you is, Guess what? For a, every major setback is a major comeback that's about to come. It's what you are doing with your time right now that's going to set you up for your comeback. So I want you guys to think about what you're doing right now. What are you planning right now? What are you writing down right now? What are you doing with this time that you were given? Instead of a seeing, looking at this as a negative, maybe this is a positive for all of us. This is a reset for all of us to reflect on our lives, to reflect on our family, to reflect on our values and what's important to us. Also, a time to reflect, you know, or were we saving for a moment like this? Were we saving for a rainy day? 
There's a lot of families that have to live paycheck to paycheck because they don't have a choice. And there's a lot of us who choose to live from pay to, from paycheck to paycheck and we don't have to. We're out there spending as if we're, we have unlimited funds or we have a money tree with a bunch of bills uh, in our backyards. This is a time for us to reflect on everything. It's a time to reflect on even how we stock our refrigerators and our freezers. Are we wasting the food that we're purchasing? Are we really using all of that food? This is a time that I'm even reflecting on myself. And I'm scared just like you're scared. And many of us won't say that we're scared. And I'm here to tell you I'm scared as fuck I'm scared. Because I just made a huge investment into a business right now that is at a halt. And it's at a halt and it has a right to be at a halt because there's bigger things that's happening right now. There's bigger things that people have to focus on. There's people that's losing their lives. There's people that's losing their homes. There's people that can't pay their mortgage. There's people that are, there's children that are stuck, stuck at home with their abusers. You know, though I feel sorry for those kids, their getaway is school and they don't have a getaway now. So I want us to really take this time to reflect those parents who are out there and they don't have the tools to be kind, to be loving to their kids because they have not dealt with their past trauma. Please, I beg of you to not pass down what you have learned and the things that have done to you that may have been wrong. Please don't wrong those innocent kids. This is a time for us to really evaluate our mental health. It's time to, you know, take a chance and reach out to someone that can help us through this and navigate through this. These children that are home with people that are not loving, that are not kind, that's not empathetic, that's not putting that child's best interest at heart, that's a tough situation to be in. So in any way that we can give back, in any way that we can help and make a difference, you have to do it. This is a time to not only think about what we're going through, but to think about others. So think about those kids that don't have. Think about those kids that are depending on that meal at school that they're no longer getting. It costs us nothing to get a bunch of deli meats, okay, and make some sandwiches and drop them off. It costs us nothing. It's going to take you, what, 20 minutes out of your day to do that? Maybe $30, $20? If you can make a difference in a child's life, this is the time to do it. For all those mothers that are stuck home with more than two children that you know they're going bonkers, reach out to them. Dedicate 10 minutes of your time to, to encourage them that they got this, that they can do this. You know, to all the fathers who's used to, you know, working 10 to 14 hours a day, running their business, you know, I, I, I feel for you because you're not used to being home with your wife, your kids and, and all the drama. Your wife is, you know, the true soldier because she's the one dealing with it. You know, I know that's hard for you. So take moments throughout your day uh, to have 10 minutes to, to gather your thoughts and gather yourself. And also take some time out of your day to take, have a new appreciation for your wife and what she deals with all day. Running the household, taking care of the bills, taking care of the children, cooking or whatever. You know, this is a time for all of us 
to look at our partners, look at our families, look at our bosses, you know, to all the bosses out there uh, who are still keeping people employed. I have a lot of love and respect for you. It's not an easy thing to do because I know there's a lot of investors and different people that's probably pulling money. So there's the time. This is a time for us to reflect on other people other than ourselves and other than our immediate family and thank them and be thoughtful to them and and think about what we could do to add some positivity to their lives. To all the doctors out there, to the scientists, to the nurses, to all the people in healthcare, God bless you. I don't know where this world would be without people like you sacrificing your own health for others. To me, that's huge. To all the firemen out there, you've always been my heroes. You will always be my heroes. We have a lot of respect for you. To all the police departments out there in every state, we know your plate is full. We know you're overwhelmed. We know that you guys are just as at risk as the doctors are, as the nurses are, as the hospital staffers are. Uh, we respect you. We look out to you. Listen, I'm just one individual trying to make whatever change at any value that I can. And I hope that everyone will do their part um, during this epidemic. It is not something that we even thought of. It's not something we thought that we would ever go through, but we're going through it. We're all going through it together. This is a time that we need to band together as one and do our part. This is a time to be grateful for what we do have, because if we have life, and we're breathing, then we can make change and we can add value into someone else's life. I want to thank all of you for supporting me through this. I want to thank everyone for their encouragements. I want to thank all of those who've allowed me to be on their media platform uh, to encourage me to not give up on my dream, but to keep going. And even if we have to tweak a little things or do little other do other things right now to put food on the table that's what you have to do it doesn't mean that you're giving up on your dreams it just means right now life has thrown thrown us a curveball and we have to maybe navigate through our journey a little bit differently so to all those entrepreneurs out there i'm praying for you don't give up it's okay if you have to look for another job. It's okay if we have to put what we're passionate about and what we love on pause uh, to take care of the necessities. We will do what we have to do to survive.